Plughole laughed all the way home on the school bus. All around him, chortling children sniggered and grinned. <laughs> well done, Plughole, one of them managed to gasp. Brilliant, sighed another. I didn't do anything, honked young Plug whirlingly. I just sat there, waiting for her to empty the soup over my head. Then old Fartalot came in, gurgled a girl. Yes, agreed another. He came pacing in, all importantly, and he looked at Batty with the pan in her hand, and he looked at Plughole, sort of cowering there, waiting to be spurtled, and he went sort of stern and grim. Who did? asked a senior infant. Old Fartalot, the head teacher. He went all important and spoke in his head teachering voice to Batty. I hope you do not intend to waste a whole pan of nourishing soup by throwing it over a boy, Miss Batty. That's what he said. And what did Batty say? She said, no, the girl began to reply. She said, I should think not, corrected another girl. I would not dream of such a thing, she said. Not when I could empty it over a weirdo and a wally. Then old Fartalot blinked, continued a third-year boy. Yes, he blinked a baffled blink in a puzzled way, and he said, what weirdo? And Batty sprang onto a table, and she shrieked, You are the weirdo, Fartalot, and you're the Wally, too! Then she emptied the soup all over his head! The bus rocked with laughter. Even the driver was in hysterics. And loud, long, and madly strong, Plughole's bath laugh boomed above the rest. What a way to end the term. I'll miss the dinner, ladies, grinned a girl. Yeah. It's a pity they've all been sacked, mused her friend. They sort of liven things up. Well, we'll never see them again, laughed Plughole, who had reached his stop and was walking towards the door. Bye, everyone. See you in September. The laughing lad clambered down from the bus and waved until it turned a corner. Then he opened an impressive pair of rusty gates and began to plod down a long drive towards a huge house. In fact... There were two drives running along beside each other. One was the main drive which led to the front door and was for posh people to use. The other ended up round the back and was for riffraff. Plughole tramped along the posh drive, swinging his bulging end-of-term school bags and kicking stones. But when he got near to the house itself, where its stern windows could see him, he nipped over a hedge onto the other drive so as to go round the side and in at the back. Plughole was riffraff and was not allowed to come in by the front like his cousins. Blight Hall's huge kitchens were eerily empty. There was no cook or kitchen maid, only a cat asleep by the iron stove. Plughole had filled that stove with coal before setting off for school, and now he had to top it up, but not until after he'd boiled the kettle for tea. The boy worked briskly, filling the black kettle from a brass tap, making the tea in a silver teapot, filling the scuttle with coal, topping up the stove. It was as if he was frightened of being told off if he was slow. Then a bell rang. There was a series of bells on the kitchen wall, all marked with the names of the rooms of the posh parts of the house. But Plughole didn't have to look at the wall to know who was ringing. He quickly loaded a tray with tea things and added a plate of sandwiches. He'd not had to make them that day, because he'd swapped three marbles for some at school. They'd got a bit fluffy in his pocket, but after a gentle scrubbing with a washing-up brush, they looked quite fresh. Plug hole! screamed a voice from upstairs.
The little lad stuck his tongue out of his wide mouth and made a face. Then, carefully carrying the loaded tray, he left the kitchens, crossed the great hall, and began to climb the stairs. Plughole! screamed the voice. If you don't bring me my tea this minute, I'll pack you straight back to that orphanage.